Oh, there's all these babies in the pinball podcasting world, and there's about to be the most important baby in all of pinball podcasting exposed to the world, and that is no other than Canada and Brenda, yours truly, we are expecting our first child. Now, I put up a post on Facebook about it this weekend, and I'm just here to tell you right now, I am so excited to be a father and to usher in a new era of pinball podcasting as I pass the torch to my baby boy who is expected knock on wood sometime, sometime in February. So I just want to say this, through this entire process of watching how a woman's body transforms into a vessel for a human life. I have nothing but a newfound love and respect for Brenda. And it's, it's amazing to me. It really is amazing. And we are super excited. And I just wanted all of you out there to know this because for so many of you out there, I know that we have a relationship. We have a bond. You tune in on a weekly basis and you want to know what's going on in Canada's world. Well, this is really the big news that's been going on in my world. And now you'll know why that I might not be putting a new pinball machine in this bedroom because there might be a crib there instead of a Guns N' Roses collector's edition. But I am super excited that this child will be born into a world in which there will be a Guns N' Roses pinball machine like no other, okay? So everyone, I wanna say thank you to everyone who said congratulations. I take any and all of your parenting tips that you can give me as we head towards this monumental moment in our lives. And and I just don't know how I'm gonna continue to do the show if there's a crying baby in the background, but we'll figure it out, we'll figure it out. This show's not going away. All right, so I have a really big exclusive news item that I wanna break on this show. And I've been hearing other shows being like, Yo, he steals his news from us. I don't steal news from anybody, right? I don't need to interview people. Everyone else can go do their thing. But what I've always been about is giving you the most important information you need as a pinball customer. And this means more than just talking to people about their key messages, all right? So here is a Canada pinball exclusive. If you want to push Canada into a corner, he's going to come out fighting with exclusives. So this will be the first time anyone hears about this. And this has to do with Miracle Playfields and Guns N' Roses Collector's Editions and also Miracle Playfields moving forward. Now we all know the story. Miracle Playfields has been under pressure to figure out why these playfields have been pooling and chipping on Guns N' Roses LEs and this has been happening for many, many years now with Miracle. We've seen it on Pirates, we've seen it on Wonka, and now we've seen it on Guns N' Roses. Now here is what is happening at Miracle Playfields. So I'm hearing two things have happened. First and foremost, they have looked at the formula for how they're doing these clear codes and they've made changes to ensure that this does not happen again. Now, I know a lot of you out there are like, we've heard this before, but here's the other big news that you're hearing first on Canada's Pinball Podcast. They are putting onto every playfield moving forward an indicator by which they can test the strength of the clear coat before any of those games are put in a box and shipped to Jersey Jack Pinball or other manufacturers. And here is what the indicator is. Underneath the apron, on all Miracle Playfields moving forward, there will be an indicator by which they can test the strength of the clear. And what I mean by that is this, there is gonna be a place for them to screw in a screw 
into the clear coat and they can screw in a screw or a post where they can test to see if that clear coat is pooling, if it's sinking in, if it's chipping, they can test the strength of that clear coat. So they're going to test every single play field by screwing stuff into it underneath the apron before that gets approved and sent to the manufacturer. So what do you think about that exclusive news? I think one word comes to mind when I think about this move, finally, finally. They are doing something that has some quality control over there before these things are going to the manufacturer because it's too late, right? It's too late to test the quality of these play fields by the time they go into a box. You have to do the quality control test over at Mirko. And so this is going to happen on every single Guns N' Roses play field moving forward. You're going to see the build date on the right side of the play field, but underneath the apron will be the new Mirko indicator to make sure your play field has been tested it before it's been sent to Jersey Jack Pinball for assembly. So this is really big news. And I think for those of you out there who are in on a collector's edition, I think this is music to your ears because this is all we want. We don't want to have to unbox a game and swap out the play field ever. So really, really good news for all of us moving forward. But here's the thing. We are going to hold this company to this new accountability. If these games pool after this, then all bets are off. I think people are, have had enough. I think people will, will be done with Mirko forever. This is their last chance to instill in all of us confidence that they know what they're doing. So let's see how how these games roll out. Now, speaking of collector's editions, another exclusive that I'm going to give you right now on Canada's Pinball Podcast, the world's favorite pinball podcast, uh, because we're all so negative here, right? This show's so negative. What? He's just in this hobby to tear it down. No, come on. There's a reason why we're number one, because we are the biggest fans of pinball and we are the biggest advocates for consumers getting what they pay for. Okay. So here is something really awesome that I just saw. So I got to see pictures of what the collector's edition final playfields will look like from Jersey Jack Pinball. And let me tell you something, the way they're implementing the sparkle onto this playfield is absolutely incredible. It's so awesome. And let me explain what I mean by that. I'm looking at a picture right now that's the Axel Rose image in between the flippers of the game. You know, Axel with the skeleton, he's got his hand on the mic, he's got his, his cross on. So here is how awesome this sparkle is. You see where it says shoot again, the Guns N' Roses logo? All of that yellow is sparkly, like a sparkle yellow, but here's where it gets totally awesome. Axl Rose's diamond ring. You know, he's got that black stone in the middle and then there's diamonds around it. It's a Jacob the Jeweler ring that he always wears. That ring has the sparkle right where the diamonds would be on the ring. How incredible is that? And then this is even cooler. His diamond cross that Axl wears. The diamonds on the cross itself are all sparkles as if they were diamonds. This is super, super awesome. The fact that they can get the sparkle to hit exactly where you would want the sparkle to be is so cool and it works perfectly with this kind of theme and then I'm looking at a picture of the map so the entire map where it's got the purple sort of globe all that is sparkly the gold is sparkly there and then this is super cool you know the Gibson guitar so the Gibson that's written in gold that is sparkle and here's the awesome part the Les Paul signature is sparkle but the, this is my favorite part the strings the actual strings that are on the neck of the guitar all those are sparkly silver. So you're going to get a combination of gold sparkle and silver sparkle on this game. And I think when you see this game all lit up with all of this sparkle happening, this game is going to pop like no other game 
in the history of pinball. It's already got the best light show ever. So combine that light show with this sparkling artwork. And this is why people want the play fields not to pull and not to crack because we just want this game to maintain its pristine beauty for as long as we own it. So fingers crossed this new clear coat indicator test works because when you guys see this game with all of its glory sparkling and lit up, there is a reason why I continue to say that Guns N' Roses Collector's Editions are going to be the most sought after game for a very long time. And I was hearing from a distributor overseas that people are offering $25,000 for a spot at getting a CE and nobody is selling it. So, I mean, if you have one, you better pat yourself on the back for being lucky enough to grab one because these games are gonna be worth a fortune. Now, that being said, like thinking about a pinball machine being worth $25,000 is just ludicrous. And I will say this, I'm gonna be completely honest with all of you right now. I just got the new Xbox Series X. I think it was a little over 500 bucks. I just got a new LG OLED TV 4K 120 refresh rate. I think I paid around 1500 bucks. So for $2,000, you can get the greatest gaming system with the best TVs on the market. What are we doing spending six, thirteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 on a single pinball machine? I really do think that a lot of us are living in this pinball vacuum and the prices have just gone so through the roof that we need to step out of it and realize what other things in the entertainment space are costing. And then you look at pinball and you realize that this is the most insane hobby I, I think there is. Because again, it's an entertainment device, it's a game. And the fact that we're spending so much money, the fact that a stern topper costs as much as a 4K TV that is incredible, or twice the price of an Xbox or PS5, a stern topper from that is made for probably 50 bucks. When are we gonna all hit pause on these prices? And I will say, like I'm probably at the center of the problem saying that they can keep charging more because people will spend the money and there's more than enough multi-millionaires and billionaires in the pinball hobby that you know they can support these prices but when you look at the reality of what's happening in this hobby and where the prices are going it is insane it is ludicrous and there will be an economic reset that happens one day in which people will look over at all these non-essential pinball machines and realize that their values are gonna continue to go south. And and look, I get it. If you buy a TV, it's not gonna hold its value, but still a TV is only like a grand. So what, you lose a few hundred bucks, but nobody really buys used TVs anymore because of how cheap TVs are to begin with. But these pinball machines, I, I'm, I swear, like I, I look at my checking account, let's just say to get two of the hottest new pinball machines on the market, you get a Guns N' Roses CE and an Avengers LE, and you're looking at your bank statement and you just spent 21 or $22,000 on two games. I mean, think about that. $22,000 to have two pinball games in your home. And then you look at how much does it cost for you to have two incredible games on Xbox and you're looking at 120 bucks, 150 bucks for the two games plus the system, like 600 bucks at most. I mean, it's absolutely bonkers that we are spending these prices and they're only going up. I mean, they literally, they sold out of a 12-5 game in one hour. So I'm not here to tell you that the prices are going to go down. I'm just here to tell you that all of us are part of this insanity and it's crazy. It is crazy when you start to look at what you can get for the money. Now, speaking of crazy, let's talk about Deep Root because since my last show, 
someone hacked into the DeepRoot website and uncovered all of this information about their plans to roll out downloadable content. Their plans to charge around $5,000 for the base level machine, but then they want to charge people $50 a month with a one-year minimum subscription to actually get more content into the game. Now, I want to remind everybody that DeepRoot has not officially put any of this out there. This is all somebody hacking their website. So none of this is official. None of this is actually happening, but that doesn't really matter, right? Because that is what their plan is. Like they wouldn't have made this website with all of this information if they were not planning to turn it on. So I think I speak for the entire community when I say that DLC content, right? Downloadable content will not work in pinball. You are not going to spend these kinds of prices for an unfinished product. And I don't care if it's 5,000. I don't care if it's 4,000 or 9,000. You buy a pinball machine and you want it to be complete. And the thing you'll, you'll wait for is new code updates, but you shouldn't have to pay for it because ultimately, what is the point of buying an incomplete pinball machine if all of what the designer and the coder want in that game has been purposely removed from the launch of the title, right? So you're gonna send me a Raza in which you've actually held back the game itself. You've held back modes and storylines and all these different things from the game itself and I have to pay extra now to get what you feel is the final version of the game? No, I'm not gonna do that. Like this, this is not gonna work, people. The only company out there that will, I think, be able to turn on a monthly subscription is Stern because they have so many games out there. Their spike system is set up for network play. It is. And they're just waiting. And if that's the case, I don't mind spending more money for network play like an Xbox Live subscription. I don't mind doing that. But you are not going to get people to spend money to get the new Raza storyline. And they're definitely not going to pay 50 bucks out of the gate for a company that hasn't proven they can do any of this. This is the part about Deep Root Pinball that I think everyone is forgetting, right? The main thing about Deep Root Pinball, the only thing that you need to know about Deep Root Pinball is they have not proven they can make one single game. I want to see the production line over at Deep Root Pinball. Now, this is the part that the Deep Six, right? Those VIPs that went over to Deep Root Pinball. This is the part that none of them will tell you anything about. This is the part that they are remaining quiet on. You wonder why they signed an NDA. This is why they signed an NDA, because I heard from some of those deep six who went over to Deep Root. When they opened the door that was the production room, they did not see any production going on. There was nobody in the room. There weren't boxes of parts ordered. There wasn't an assembly line all ready to go with like all the different stations on, on, on how to build Raza. There wasn't anything that even resembled a pinball manufacturing line. So why is it that two months later, when they finally wheel out a game that just functions, Everyone is is thinking that this thing is close, that we're about to get this game in three months. I mean, do you really understand that if you don't have manufacturing in place, all of this, all of this is pointless. And so as I see people debating DLC and debating Raza gameplay and the gameplay physics and the mechs in the game and all this stuff, light up cabinet artwork, none of it matters if they can't make the game. And so why isn't Deep Root Studios or Deep Root Pinball, why aren't they showing us 
the assembly line by which they're going to make the game. And then the most troubling thing within all of their hacked information, the most troubling thing is they want to have a 20% non-refundable deposit. Non-refundable. A company that has never proven they can make a game, a non-refundable deposit, which means that's a pre-order, people. It means if you give your money, your money is locked in and you can't get it back. Your deposit is theirs and you can't get it back ever. It's non-refundable. The other part that's really frustrating to me about all of this is people are looking at this with rose-colored glasses and they're not looking at the history of this company and the history of people involved with this game. And I don't think you can do that. Like, this is why I, I get annoyed when people are like, Kaneda, you're, you're so negative in the streaming of the game and this and that. Like, are, did all of you forget? Do all of you have revisionist history? This isn't just like a, a new company that's been humble that you just can wheel a game out and then we're all supposed to just like enjoy the gameplay. People, you need to ask the tough questions. You need to remember what this company said to us all these years. They were going to ship more games than anyone ever. But here's the big thing. Robert has said this on my show. When people order the game, he promised people they would have their game within two weeks. Do I need to go back on YouTube and, and grab that sound clip in which he said that? Do I need to go back on my show and, and pull the clip in which he said, if you order a Deep Root machine, you're going to have it in two weeks. So here we are. Here we are right on the eve of this game coming out. We haven't seen any production. Nothing that we've seen leads us to believe they're ready to ship these games in three months. And everyone just wants to like forget about all that stuff. So I'm here to tell you right now, look, if you pre-order this game and something goes wrong and you lose your money or you don't get your game in two weeks and you have to wait forever to get it, you have nobody to blame but yourself right now. As customers in the pinball hobby, there is only one company that consistently gets people their games on a timely schedule and that is Stern and everyone else, everyone else just fumbles getting people their products in any timely manner, right? And so for Robert to say everyone who orders is gonna get it within two weeks, you have to understand the ludicrousness of that statement. What if he gets a thousand orders? So then everyone's not getting their pen in two weeks, but this is the stuff that's been said. I didn't say this stuff. I'm not making this stuff up. I'm not trying to be dramatic. I am simply reporting on what these people said is possible by their company. And that's my point, is that manufacturing is so hard. Manufacturing is so difficult. And I think some of these companies act cavalier about it and they make these bold statements and then we're just supposed to forget they said that. And you can't, you can't forget it. And I implore all of you, you have to hold these companies accountable for what they say they're going to do when it comes to manufacturing okay now speaking of that let's change gears to jersey jack pinball because this is the other big news story to me happening in pinball we don't need more high-res images of gnr like every day we get it you can take a million different angled shots and hd photography of this game and it is a beautiful sexy game but you don't have to sell us on it we've already bought into this game what people now want to know is when they're going to get their game because you haven't told these customers anything. Like they are in the dark. Everyone who spent 12.5 on a game is in the dark. People who ordered their LEs with non-refundable deposits from you, they're also in the dark about when they're going to get their games. And, and so you can't do it like this. You can't. And I just think that Jersey Jack Pinball right now is, is learning a hard lesson. And the lesson is this. They know that they can't make games nearly 
at the level of Stern Pinball. Stern Pinball just cranked out 408 games in one week. One week, 408. Now, I don't know Jersey Jack's numbers right now, but I bet they are only running at 10% of that, maybe a little bit more, maybe 50 games a week, right? So think about that for a minute. At the pace Jersey Jack is going, they will need all of next year, like all of 2021, to fulfill all of the LE orders of GNR. And then you throw in 500 CEs, and then it becomes clear, maybe they should stop trying to sell more games with non-refundable deposits and just start communicating with the buyer base they have now. Because they either need to crank up production, they need to hire more people, they need to fill that larger space with more workers and lines and get more games going because they can't do it like this. You can't get two to 3,000 orders and then take forever to have them made because Stern Pinball can make 2,000 games in just a couple months. You know, because if you order a Guns N' Roses LE today, you have no idea when you're getting a game. And the truth is, you're probably not getting your game until summer of 2021, if not later. But you've got to let people know that. Am I the only one who finds this to be problematic? The whole, like, I'll take your money and then I won't tell you anything else. I won't inform you on when you can expect to have your game. The other part that I think is also annoying about this whole thing is people don't know when they're going to need the money. They don't know when they're going to need that extra 8,500 or the extra 11,500. When are people going to have to actually go into their checking accounts and pay for this product? Because the rest of us in the real world, we like to plan around when payments are going to hit us. I just think it's a mistake that Jersey Jack Pinball is not giving people an indicator, a time frame by which you might have to pay for your game. You basically are in the dark on all of this. And I think they need to huddle together this week and next week. And I think they need to figure out a new communication strategy because this is not how you do it. I think the hard part for them is this. They know how many games a week they can make. They know that it's not that many. They know the demand for this game is through the roof. So they really, there's nothing they can do. I think the reason we're not hearing from them is they know that what they can tell us isn't what we want to hear. Because imagine if they said, hey, we're making 50 games a week. That's our capacity. They know that if they say that, that is going to cause people to not order. It's going to cause people to ask for their money back because they don't want to wait that long. And it's going to do nothing but hurt their chances of locking in those deposits. So I think they are purposely saying nothing because they just know the volume isn't that great. And it's a strategy you can play. I do think it's playing with fire a little bit. But, you know, ultimately, this game is a masterpiece. And I wish they would just say it. Like, this game's going to be worth waiting for. You need to have a little patience. But they do need to be more transparent. It's too small of a hobby to, to, to continue to ask your consumers to be in the dark like this. All right, what else is going on in pinball? So we're almost at December, and we still don't have Cactus Canyon Remake. So we look forward to hearing if that information is correct. We heard from, from Christopher Franchi that this is going to happen by the end of the year. So we'll see what happens. I mean, they've got four weeks to go on, on the title. Is it a good time to come out with a new pinball title? I don't know, man. I think people's money's spent. I actually think people are just out of room at this point, but we'll see what happens. So I don't think we're going to get Led Zeppelin by the end of the year. But you know what? Stern's got so many machines to make. I think we'll get Zeppelin 
Zeppelin in January, February, but they've got no rush to get this game out. They've already got thousands of games that they need to make. So why throw another one into the mix right now? So we'll see what happens in January, February. Led Zeppelin is the next title. Uh, if it were something else, I would be shocked. Maybe it's Queen. I don't know, but I think it's going to be Led Zeppelin. Um, anything else going on? I think American Pinball probably is like we need to get another title out. Hot Wheels is not selling that well. You don't see the unboxings of the machine. And so at what point does uh, American Pinball look at, you know, what's in development and say, hey, when's the next game? When are we going to turn the next game on? When are we going to start to get uh, excitement going back at American Pinball? So I think that is something they're probably thinking about as they go into the end of the year. Um, Dutch Pinball continues to slowly make their big Lebowskis. They are increasing their factory. They are slowly getting the EAs their games. I am surprised they are figuring it out. It is taking a very long time, but I am glad to see them doing the right thing. And I hope all of the EAs get made whole because I do want to see Dutch Pinball move on to another game. But there's still a long ways to go. And for them, it's fortunate that the economy has stayed strong because I think if the economy dipped, people running to buy 12-5 games from them right now would not be uh, the first thing people would spend their money on. But it is good news that the coder is coming back. I still think the Big Lebowski is one of the coolest pins I've seen. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But that is a slow sort of convalescence they're going through. Um, but we're happy to see that working out for people involved. And lastly, like, where are the Twippies? Like, I, you know, I, Jeff's got to be working on something, but it's it's almost December. We're at the end of the year. And now the attention gets into the award season of the pinball industry. And it's going to be really fun to see Avengers versus Guns N' Roses. There's a, I think there's a lot more in the mix this year than there normally is. Like Rick and Morty. I think there's, you know, the three juggernaut titles are going to be Rick and Morty, Avengers, and Guns N' Roses. It's going to be fun watching those three battle it out out for some of these categories of theme integration and light show and whatnot. Uh, because, you know, look, Avengers is out there. Like everyone who bought one has one. So once again, I think what's going to hurt Jersey Jack is like nobody has their Guns N' Roses yet. So like just from a pure ownership standpoint, there's a lot more people who have been playing Avengers than GNR. So while we might think GNR is going to sweep a lot of these categories, their inability to get people the game might lean in Avengers' favor because they have such a larger user base right now. I mean, you've got the pros, the LEs, and the premiums flying out the door at Stern, and GNR, like, we're only sending 50 out, and they're going to Europe. So it's, I, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think on some of these categories just because of the ownership base. That's going to be who votes for these games. Like, it's hard to vote for GNR if you haven't played it, right? It's weird to vote for something you've never played. So we'll see what happens. I just want to end this show. It was Thanksgiving week. You know, since it was Thanksgiving, I just want to say that I'm extremely thankful for everybody out there who enjoys Canada's Pinball Podcast. I hope you and your families all had a happy and a healthy Thanksgiving. It was a difficult one for so many of us. We didn't get to connect with our families the way we usually, and we didn't get to see our friends the way we usually get to, right? That Wednesday before Thanksgiving when you're in your hometown and everyone's at the bar, none of that happened. So I'm extremely thankful for each and every one of you. I'm so happy to have you as a listener to this show, whether you like me or not, whether you think I just exist to create drama or not. I really am thankful for everyone who listens to this show, all the feedback I get. 
get. Um, Brenda and Bubba, we are very thankful, all of us together, that you guys enjoy this show. And so I also want to thank all the manufacturers out there. I, I Look, I'm not going to get sappy on you guys right now, but I am thankful that we have so many pinball options in 2020. It still is incredible to me that this hobby even exists in the new in box form, right? That you can buy brand new pinball machines at these prices in 2020, especially with how, how expensive they are, but it's alive and well, and it's thriving. Like when I talk to distributors, sales are through the roof. Like people are hunkering down and buying things for their homes more than ever. And the industry is doing better this year than it did last year, like during a global pandemic. So I am thankful for all the companies out there who are making stuff. I'm thankful for all the pinball content creators that are out there in the world. I am. There's a lot of you out there who put on a microphone and do a show. Look, and everybody does their show the way they want to do their show. And I want to, again, implore people to just leave the drama out the door. All right. Everyone who's listened to my show since I've been back, I'm not personally attacking anyone. I'm not saying bad stuff about anybody. You know, and I do hear people continue to say bad things about me and negative things about me. And I really don't get it. I really don't get it. I'm happy to go on anyone's show and defend myself. But let's all be thankful that we live in a country where there's free speech and we can just put up our feelings about pinball and no one's gonna knock on our door and shut us down. No one's gonna delete our Facebook comments, okay? So I am thankful for all the other personalities out in the pinball world. Some of you might love me, some of you might hate me, but I got nothing but love for all you guys. And you know that, and you know that. And we're all in this together. We are all part of a tiny little group of content creators and we should stick together instead of trying to tear each other down, all right? And that being said, that being said though, you know you know, Canada wants to win the Twippy. You know we do this to make the best pinball podcast in the world. And I think you agree that this show is just unique and no one does it like this. No one can go solo and talk about pinball three times a week and get the audience we do. We must be doing something right. And it's not because we're negative. It's not because we're tearing down the industry. It's because we're capturing what is going on in the industry in real time, giving you great exclusives about like Miracle Playfield's new way to test their clear coat. And that's why you tune in on a weekly basis. And I am super thankful you do. Everybody have a great weekend. I did this show before I was supposed to come back because some of my fans said I'm commuting this weekend and I would love to have another Canada's Pinball podcast. So Mark Nellis, this is for you, Mark, because you are on a long drive right now. And now you get to listen to my annoying voice on that trip. I couldn't think of a worse place to be right now than in a car listening to me on a road trip. Everybody, love you. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Oh.